This is Behold, a VBC podcast. Our goal is to examine biblical truth that will better equip you to behold the glory of the Lord more fully in your daily life. Hello and welcome to the Behold podcast. Hope you are enjoying this beautiful weather that we've been having. Or maybe you're in a place where you can at least look out the window and experience the (laughs) beautiful weather that way. It's, uh, you know, this is one of the reasons why we put up with all the nonsense and pay the big bucks to live in beautiful, sunny California is, you know, in other parts of the country are cold and rainy and fall starting to settle in. We're here just enjoying the sunshine and wearing shorts and flip-flops. So at least, at least I am. I'm grateful for that. It's been a, a great weekend. We had church at both campuses. Wonderful, powerful times I heard. Football started. That's always great. My favorite team, the Green Bay Packers, uh, won uh, a great game against a heated rival. Um, I'm going to put our guest on the spot here today. Do you, If you had one guess, mystery guest, at who the Green Bay Packers rival is, their, their biggest rival, who would you guess? Um... They're the that's the cheeseheads, right? Yeah, the cheeseheads. Yeah, the Green Bay Packers. Are the so, a fondue stick. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. That is uh, the one and only Nate Baird. Everybody showing his uh, his incredible knowledge of NFL football, breadth and depth. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the Chicago Bears. Chicago, Chicago Bears. Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Okay. And uh, I mean, I guess if you think about it in terms of cheese. Bears like cheese. A bear would demolish some yeah. cheese. Yeah. What is a packer? Yeah. So it's uh, it started from the Acme Packing Company. So in the 1920s, when the Packers were starting out as a professional franchise, before the NFL, even this was just they were they were one of the first original franchises of professional football. Okay. And they didn't have any money to buy for their to pay for their team's uniforms. So the Acme Packing Company, it was a meat packing company in Green Bay sponsored their no kidding. their their team. So yeah. ever since the nineteen twenties have been the Packers. Ah, it's like the Steelers, which yeah, is like exactly. Steel Company, Packers. Okay. Yeah. Right. See how that goes. Yeah. Oh. And it's kind of fun. It's a font of knowledge here at the Behold Podcast. It is, it is. I mean it's football season. Come on, we gotta do yeah. something on that. Yep. That's that is that that oblong one? Yes, the, yes. Now, okay. will you will you ever sit down and just watch, and watch a game just for fun? I'm, I mean, plan, I'm planning on going to see one of my AIMS students, Altamont Youth Ministry students, who plays for Livermore High. Let's go. So they've got a game this Friday, I hear, which is the 9-11 memorial game they always oh, do one every I've year. Been, okay, I went to that last year. It is really quite a spectacle. I mean, you got the fire trucks out there flying the flag. Usually they, they have like a motorcade lead the team out on the field. And, ah. uh, you know, the whole community kind of turns out it's, it's quite a spectacle. Cool. It's pre- pretty fun. That's, that's Chandler Smoke, everybody. Shout out to him. Oh, He's, nice. Uh, nice. What position does he play? Do we know? Um, he plays the one where they wear the pads and nice. the, the cleats. <laughs> Nailed, it. <laughs> Nailed it. Again, your, your, your knowledge of football is astounding. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's like, People, um, p- people have called me their football mentor, but, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't claim that for myself, but some people have called me that. That's really fun. Um, we'll have to see how that plays out on Friday <laughs> night. Anyway, thank you for joining us on this beautiful sunny day. And you'll probably still notice that Sean is not with us. So keep praying for him. He he has got, you know, his hands full with just trying to figure out everything in the wake of his dad passing away. Um, so keep praying for him, keep, keep sending him love and we hope to get him back on the podcast when the dust settles and he's able to kind of get his, 
uh, find his stride and his rhythm. But for now, you're stuck with me and Nate. <laughs> I think it's going to be a great time. It'll, we, be, it'll be a touchdown. Yeah, there we go. N- nice. So the um, we're, we continue to at both campuses back into our series glimpses of glory going through the gospel of Luke. And it's always great to have the person who taught last this passage here in the flesh with us. So Nate, why don't you give us a little recap of what you covered at the crossing this week and at the Altamont last week, just kind of catch us up or for those that missed, or maybe for those that need a little recap. Yeah. So, uh, here we are in chapter 11. Uh, previously, uh, Charlie had shared about, uh, Mary and Martha who'd been, uh, with Jesus' disciples, Mary was uh, at Jesus' feet. Martha was busy in the kitchen, and Jesus just comments that um, that that Mary had had chosen the good thing. She's listening at the feet of Jesus. She's a disciple of His, so she, He commends that idea. Um, we also know a few weeks ago that Jesus has now turned his focus. He's now fixed his gaze on Jerusalem. He's aware that from this moment on. He's going to head toward the cross and his glory, his glorification after his resurrection, um, which would also indicate that there's going to be a, a tempo pickup in opposition to him. And so we're going to see, we've been seeing a little bit of that. And, and next week, uh, Charlie's going to share the crossing uh, that that now starts kind of in earnest. People start to reject him um, and uh, even call him demon possessed. So, um, so that's kind of, that's the, the, context of where this is falling. And, and so uh, Jesus uh, is asked by his disciples, hey, uh, teach us to pray. Teach us how to pray. John's disi- John taught his disciples, John the Baptist, teach us to pray. And I shared um, some of the, um, the, the r- r- uh, surrounding prayer um, atmosphere that they would have been aware of, different ways of praying and different way, th- thoughts of prayer. And Jesus just kind of comes in and we kind of focused on this one key idea on Sunday that uh, it's who you're praying to is the most essential thing. The, the character of the person, this father, Jesus says, our father in heaven, um, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. So you start off with recognition that you're talking to a good, loving father. And then Jesus gives this abbreviated, um, what we would call an abbreviated, abbreviated version of the Lord's Prayer from Matthew, uh, Matthew's account on the uh, Sermon on the Mount. And he quickly gets into some stories and pictures that explain in depth that that's kind of the focus. It's the goodness of God in comparison to other lesser goods. And he says, it's, it's arguing from the lesser to the greater. If, if you have a friend who's asleep in bed and you need something from him, um, he'll get up begrudgingly to give it to you. And how much more will God give you if you are bold and you're asking? So ask boldly. This father wants you to ask boldly. And then, you know, you human fathers, even though you're maliciously evil, when, you're, when your son asks you for something that he needs to eat, a snack, <laughs> food, um, that even the, even you will provide for that. Rather, that and instead of giving bad things, things that would give you death, he gives you life. And so how much more will that heavenly father give you good things to those who ask? And, and Luke specifically says uh, that he'll give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. And so that was, that was the whole picture um, of kind of the overview with a key idea. Who are you asking? And, and I was inviting people to start in your prayer life, if, if you recognize that you don't ask a good, loving father, if you've talked to somebody who's like your earthly dad, he's, he's not hallowed, he's, 
he's unhallowed because <laughs> he's not set apart from your own dad. To be hallowed means to be distinct from uh, your other other rulers, other kings, other other uh, fathers. This father is in a class of his own, and on, talk to him on that basis of someone who's really loves you, is engaged, wants to give you good things, is not not sad when you come boldly. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants he, he wants to be you know uh, be connecting with him and to be involved in your life. Man, so so much to get into, and so many things that I've just been wrestling with or just thinking on. I mean, it, what an interesting idea to to, to think. It, it's kind of a great thought experiment. Like, wow, have I been praying with the wrong mindset? Mm. You know, like, have I been... Because you think, wow, like, I'm praying. I'm, I'm That's what I'm supposed to do. Like, it's it's good just as it is, you know? But but when you get into the teachings of Jesus and and really throughout the New Testament, like, there's there's some ways that we can pray where we can be off and, and we're going to not experience the, the benefits or they're not going to be effective if we, our mindset isn't, isn't right. And so I love just that, um, that point that you made, because really, as you said on Sunday, it's kind of step one to prayer is like understanding who we're praying to rightly. And if we don't get that right, then it's going to lead us down. Like our, our prayers are just going to be all out of whack. You know, like you were just talking about going to the chiropractor when we were talking offline. <laughs> right. Yeah. If, if our, if our like back is not lined up, if it's not oriented the proper way, well then nothing in our body is going to feel great. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, and I love to just that, <laughs> that idea of the, the phrase there, heavenly father mm. is not a, an address. It's yeah. not, oh, we call we call God our Heavenly Father because that's where He lives in heaven. Yeah. No, <laughs> we call Him our Heavenly Father because it He's perfect in every yeah. way. Yeah. And so when we say heavenly, it's a it's a characteristic, it's a quality that He has. Yes. And like you said, hallowed, it's distinct from any other dad we've ever experienced. Yep. And yeah, I just thought that was really really beautiful. Um, I mean, can, I, can, I, can I share some on that? Please, uh, Dan, Dan Stewart, who's at the Altamont campus now, but Dan and another Dan. There's like so many Dans. Man. If you were there on the first service, it was like a, a, Dan, of a Dan fest. Yeah. So here's another Dan. Uh, Dan Stewart uh, printed up these little cards um, based on Exodus 34, and he calls it um, God's business card. That's cool. <laughs> and it's like Yahweh, and then it says Yahweh, Yahweh, faith, uh, you know, faithful, um, gracious, long-suffering, forgiving. Um, this whole thing that God says to Moses as who, what his glory is, and it's just a, a list of character traits. It's not power or, you know, you know, I've got all these the jewel, stuff, jewels or yeah. gold. It's, it's all about who I am. And so we see that this father is the same as, it's the same God. Yeah. And it, what's so amazing cool. is that same one moves from being the, uh, the God of the Israelites, the, their, their personal um, Elohim to being our father. And that same one that created the, the universe and upholds it is the same one who is gracious, merciful, compassionate, sees us, knows we're dust and, and, and lifts us up out of the, out of the gutter, you know? And, um, and so it's, it's, it's amazing to think, to think that, um, that, our, that our relational change to him now should 
should characterize how we talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. So G- that's where Jesus starts, right? So the, the disciples ask, teach us how to pray. He's like, well, step one is just make sure you rightly understand who you're praying to. And then he gives us some, some great, you know, um, uh, uh, mindsets or, or I don't know, like things to, to, to bring forward ways to pray types of prayers. There's, there's so much good stuff in there. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. But I just wanted to ask you just for the for purpose of our conversation here, because we'd love to k- drill down and, and, and basically like, how does this, how does this then look in our, in our daily lives? And so, it, I don't know, I think as a teacher, you probably always wish you had more time on, on <laughs> Sunday mornings, but if you did have more time as the teacher for this week, what would you have wanted to, to cover? I, I think one thing is just the connection from the end of the prayer explanation to the beginning. So the, the end of the first line of the prayer that, that Jesus teaches is your kingdom come, you, yeah. you know, like longing for God's rule to be realized on earth. More fully. Yeah. On earth as it is in heaven yeah. right? um, is what, how Matthew puts it. So uh, your kingdom come, let it be realized here. Um, as, and then Matthew, you know, in, in Matthew's account, Jesus says on earth as it is in heaven. So there's this heaven and earth thing, which is really cool. That's the picture in, in Revelation that, you know, the, the heavenly Jerusalem comes down at the end of Revelation and comes to earth. And so heaven and earth are united. And it says that, that the Lord uh, is the light. There is no sun, sun because the Lord himself is our light and the lamb is the lamp. So there's, there's this sense of um, future coming when that's fully realized. But in the meantime, there is ways that that is increasingly realized. Mm-hmm. And at the end of Jesus's teaching, he says that the father will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask, and uh, which is a very good thing. It's better than a loaf of bread. <laughs> it's better mm-hmm. than an egg. Um, and so it's, it's, so, it's the, the, the father is astronomically better than the earthly father who's maliciously evil. And the gift is, is, is astronomically better. It's the personal presence of God. The, the third member of the Trinity is given to each person who trusts Jesus. And that is the mechanism for how the kingdom comes. And so in between those two things, your kingdom come and God gives the Holy Spirit to those who ask in, in the middle of the invisible area is this idea of the new covenant that, um, that was promised back in Jeremiah 31 and then repeated in a n- different way in um, uh, Ezekiel 36, in verse 22, he says, uh, Therefore say to the house of Israel, thus says Yahweh your God, it is not for your sake that I'm about to act, but for the sake of my holy name, your, your, you know, right? your, your uh, hallowed be your name, it's yeah. for his, his reputation, my, who I am, which you have profaned among the nations. And he says, I'm going I'm to vindicate my, um, my, my name. I'm going to take you back for the nations. I'm going to gather you. And then he says in verse 26, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. So this idea of kingdom come is people who are acting according to how God is. His, we, we've talked about before, kingship is always a function of the king. Yeah. So my character is expressed by my laws if I'm the king. If I want more taxes because I'm greedy, 
I'm going to make laws that force people to give me more taxes. If I'm feeling compassionate for people in need, I'm going to send I'm going to send send people to give aid to a certain village that needs protection from a from an enemy or something. Right. So the the kingship of God, His good heavenly kingdom that we want to come, is His character. And how is that put into our lives through the per- personal presence of His Spirit? And then we have all these uh, discussions in like Romans eight, where we're learning to walk by the Spirit. And so this call for God's kingdom, this longing for, for that, that we have for, for man, murder to stop mm-hmm. <laughs> and greed to stop and, and, and self-giving love to proliferate and forgiveness to proliferate um, and, and a reconciliation, all these things, these are the God's own yeah. uh, life. And so how does that grow in the world? Jesus said in, in Luke that the kingdom of heaven is within you. Yeah. How is the kingdom of heaven within you? Because when you follow Jesus, he gives you his spirit who's now writing that law inside so we can carefully keep God's, God's law. Well, so, it's so great, right? Because it's, it, it flows out from the king, right? So what is the king like? Well, then he's going to set decrees that are in line with his priorities and his heart and, and what he cares about. And then, then the people of the kingdom get to decide if they want to be citizens of that kingdom or if they want to rise up against that king and, you know, go coup, go the coup <laughs> route or, or maybe they want to be banished or whatever. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So if, if the king is greedy, like you said, well, then the decrees are going to reflect that. And then what else will happen is, so I think sometimes the, the people will then take on that identity as well. So because the king is greedy with them, they're going to be greedy with each other. Yeah. You know, right? And so, but here's where the breakdown has, has been all throughout human history is God's God's character has, has never changed. Mm. His priorities as king have never changed. The, the way that he wants to see his kingdom unfold, it's the same way. But we as as flawed human beings, we cannot keep his decrees on our own. <laughs> we, we constantly revolt. We constantly try to rise up, you know, uh, we need a new, a new heart. Yeah, <laughs> a heart exactly. of flesh. <laughs> right. So, so that's, what's so amazing about the gift of the Holy spirit is like you said, from the new covenant, the spirit of God in us as, as a gift allows our heart to be changed so that we are obedient as, as a as a response as a way of just being he causes us to be become obedient and that is so much better than any kind of like formula or rule or I'm begrudgingly keeping these decrees or I'm afraid of the king and so I, I better do these things right so and I love how, how you said in in John 14 you know when Jesus is talking to his disciples he says, He's talking about the promise of the Holy Spirit, and he's like, he's been with you. Mm. He's been enabling you to do these miracles and to give you boldness to to preach the kingdom, and and I'm sure you've you've experienced how great that's been. But later, he will be in you. So when the new covenant kicks in, right? When I when I do the whole cross thing and the death and the resurrection and the ascension. And then you wait for power at Pentecost. When, when my spirit comes and the new covenant is fully kicked in, you're going to have his person, my personal presence with you in you. And it's uh, I think you said, it's like 
the difference is external companionship versus internal personal presence. And that is, um, that, that is quite a difference. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a, um, it's the difference between, uh, some prophet coming out to your village and you being in the temple all the time. You know? yeah, yeah. So like, the, the, the personal presence of God was in the, was in the temple and that's where, you know, you saw the, the, the glory, Shekinah glory and mm-hmm. all these kind of things. And, um, and then that's why Paul and Peter will both say, don't you know that you're God's temple? God, you're, you're, yeah. you're being built up into a temple together as a church, but also you individually are, are the temple of God. And um, you said something I thought be, might be helpful to touch on. You said the spirit causes us. And, you know, so then the question is, well, how does that happen? Is it magically like mind control? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Suddenly, well, I think we all recognize that that's not how it works. Most people who've been Christians for a while re- realize, oh, I still have sin that I fall into or, or that, I, that I willingly walk into. Um, and so that's the second Corinthians 3.18, which is the name of this podcast, mm-hmm. that, what, that we, the way he is conforming us to the likeness of Jesus is ba- as we're listening to the words of Jesus, which goes back to when Jesus says, if you hear these words of mine and do them, you'll, you're like a wise man who built a house on a rock. You know, all, you'll, you'll have life. Or if you're the ground that holds on to my words, then it, it will grow in your life and produce lots of fruit. So there's a, it's, it's a, it's a partnership with the Spirit. The Spirit does not come and override you. Otherwise, Paul would never have to write, don't grieve the Spirit. Mm-hmm. If the Spirit was just going to override you, then then he would never need to say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we look at the New Testament, and much of the writings are predicated on the idea that Christians still can choose to or not to cooperate with mm-hmm. the Spirit. And so, but the key is, if I'm starting with that Father, what he's done for me, who he is, what he's like, and then I look at the Son who showed us what the Father's like. And I say, wow, um, what he does for me, what no other king has ever done. He's laid down his life for me. He's, he's modeled humility so I can be humble. I was talking with someone uh, a couple days ago. Oh, it was yesterday, Caroline, in the office. And just uh, thinking that a lot of times when we talk about humility, we think of it as like abasement or I'm worse than, that's the source. I have to realize I'm worse than in order to be humble. Hmm. But that would make Jesus somehow worse hmm. than God. Yeah. Because in Philippians 2, it says he, he humbled, humbled himself. himself. And he, although he was God, you know, existed uh, in the form of God, he, he humbled himself and took on the, the form of a servant. And so this, this idea that humility is a divine attribute. Yeah. And how, how did I know that? Because I looked at Jesus, and in that moment when I was talking with Caroline, I had a, my picture of Jesus grew, and also my view of humility changed, yeah. and that was the Holy Spirit bringing that that attention and and bring, stirring my heart with it. Yeah. yeah, and so that's that's how how this works. It's not a magical wand, yeah, yeah. but it's I have confidence because this good Father has sent His good presence into my life. He sent me His Son as my model, as my teacher, as my guide, that there's this partnership. Yeah. I can talk to the father. Yep. See, that's it. That's what you just said. So, so the mechanism of all of this is prayer. Yeah. Right. And that's why I, I think we come back to this, to this, the Lord's prayer. And there is, makes me think of Galatians five, right? So the, there's this whole discussion by Paul about, um, f- freedom in Christ. And, there, you know, the Galatians were struggling with 
basically, hey, we, we got the gospel. We like the gospel. We'll take that. But also we got these rules and regulations and these these external things that we mm. want to add to it because it makes us feel like we're in control. Mm. <laughs> it makes mm. us feel better about ourselves. And then we can also like control other people and, and manipulate the whole situation, right? And so Paul's just like, no, that's like, that's not what the gospel is. Like <laughs> you can't add to the gospel and, and it's all about grace. Why would you abandon grace anyway? And you know, there's, there's this incredible freedom that, that you are trading in just, you know, for your, for this legalism, for the, mm. for this, this stuff. And so then he comes to the end of chapter five and he's like, so instead of clinging to the law and to your regulations, cling to the spirit, <laughs> stay in step with the spirit, mm. he says, or walk by the spirit. He says it both ways. And he compares it to like staying in step or walking by the flesh. You know, th- those are, those are things that we do by default. Right. So, um, you know, basically, and he says they're evident, right. They're really obvious. And in, in verse 18, he says, we got sexual morality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, okay, nasty stuff. Right. Yeah. And he says, if, if you stay in step with, with your flesh, which is kind of the default, of, of humanity. Yep. You don't have to do anything to, to, to stay in step with the flesh. This is the kind of, um, this is the kind of fruit that you're going to see. Yeah. You're going to, and, and it's, and it's antithetical to God's kingdom. Yeah. It's, and it, it's, well, and kind of go back to what you said earlier before we were talking about the, the new heart that you have to have, or yeah. you just do this other kind of way Yeah, is all that stuff is if you if you live in a country that where there's corrupt politicians, you got to be corrupt to live there. Yeah, you got to play the game. And then you're you're going to be corrupt with your kids, and then they're going right. to be corrupt. And so there's this. It's just the way it works. It's not a. It's not. There's nothing mystical to it. It's the fact that we're surrounded by systems and people yeah. that are that are, have been historically compromised, and then so we we yeah. adopt that. Yeah. So, we need, so we, we need a new outlook. And what's the new outlook? God has given you himself in the person of his son. He's adopted you. He's secured your future. He's given you himself in the the person of the spirit so that you can live in this new way. And all those those new uh, pictures of reality, when you dwell on them, Mm -hmm. they give you, you can, you can, dynamically move. I love that walking by the spirit is dynamic. Yeah. That's why Jesus doesn't say oftentimes do this, 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 and this. It's often uh, listen to this, have this character quality or this principle principle. And one of them is just listen to my, listen to me, hold fast yeah. to me. And, and uh, he, even the, in the prayer, he's not so much giving a, this is my formula. It's not a formula. It's, not a formula. Yes. it's l- look at these realities that you keep as the center. Right. And then when you do that, as you, the more you dwell in that, right. the more you start to, well, let's abide. It's the yeah. it's the it's the resting and being at home. Right. But all of that stuff, it's we have to do it through prayer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and 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 you talked about this on Sunday. Jesus modeled that for us, not only in how he taught, but how he lived. He was always stealing away to to talk to his father for hours on end if he needed to. And you know, that's the <laughs> yeah. that's the the way that we abide. That's the way that we keep in step with the spirit. That's the way that we behold even, right? Because I could, I could look at the words of Jesus uh, with a scholarly mindset, or I could look at the words of Jesus, you know, and, and, and look, look at them from a, um, 
kind of performative, yeah. uh, religious, or socialist hey, perspective, uh, yeah, or exactly. feminist perspective, totally. or whatever perspective. Right, right. Yeah. So, but it's not until we engage our hearts and our minds through prayer with the Spirit when we come to the to the teachings of yeah. Jesus yeah. that we actually experience the transformation. Right. Yeah. It, yep. And so, yep. so that's, my, that's right. I'm always telling people like, hey. Your Bible study is great. Your your Bible reading plan is great. Like your pursuit of of understanding and knowledge and wisdom from the Word is great, but incorporate prayer into every step of it. Yes, because if you're not, then you're not going to be in rhythm. You're, you, it's not going to actually change change you. Yeah, it's not going to because because what Paul goes on to say in Galatians chapter five is, well, first of all, he's like, by the way. Those people that walk according to the flesh, like those, those, <laughs> the drunkenness and the idolatry and the sexual immorality, all that stuff, like those people are not going to inherit the kingdom. That's not the kingdom way. That's not what, what, what Jesus came to bring. But in verse 22, let me tell you what it does look like. When you walk according to the spirit, when you stay in step with the spirit, you've got love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Doesn't that sound like our father? That's him. That's him, That's right? Him. That's his life. Right. And, and I love, he says, and he's like, and you guys are, you guys are so focused on the law. Like there's no law against this stuff. Like there's no limit on joy. There's yeah. no rules against love or, yeah. you know, there, you, you can, you're not going to put any guardrails or barriers on, on kindness and yeah. goodness. You know, yeah. he's like this, these things are, are free and abundant and flowing from your, your relationship with, with God through his spirit. And the connection is the way that we stay in step with him is through yes. our prayer life. So, that, so that's, that's, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it's, I love that. I, I mention this every time when we read the, the fruit of the spirit, yeah. it's not the fruits of the spirit. It's the fruit, one yeah. fruit, but it's a really complicated fruit yeah. <laughs> to all these amazing things to it. And it is the life of God. So it's mm-hmm. why, why, why does the life of God, the spirit of God produce the fruit of of the spirit, because that is, like you said, Dan, the life of God. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. That's yeah. very similar to that Exodus 34 description of him. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, as you're talking, I was, it was making me smile because I was thinking there's a difference between patience and biding your time. Mm. There's a difference between joy and, and, and like, uh, pleasing your desires, mm. right? You can be kind of feel like this kind of happy. I got I what got I wanted. I got what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. But joy is is like when you see something, someone who gets something that you don't get, but you're you, you're so excited that they get it. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't mean that you have to have it to free experience this it's joy because it's a relational thing. Yeah. yeah. Or you know, biding my time is. I'm, I'm, I'm being, it looks like I'm being patient, but I'm really waiting till you're out of the picture or waiting for my moment. Because what I really want is not you, but the thing that's behind you Mm -hmm. that you're getting in the way of from me. It's anti-personal, anti-relational, which is what all sin is. Anti-personal, anti-relational. And yet all those things that are described in that fruit of the spirit are all personal and relational. And love is agape for, it's an other centered type of thing. Mm-hmm. Joy, joy is, is my response to your smiling face, mm-hmm. <laughs> like being in relationship community with you. Delight. Delight. Yeah, it's it's delight yeah. in another person is joy. Yeah. Uh, peace is, is that shalom, that, that, that sense of, of, um, harmony mm-hmm. with others. Yeah. Peace, patience, patience. You can't really be patient with yourself. Sometimes people use that phrase, but <laughs> the idea of patience is I'm, I'm long suffering with someone else because out of love for them because Things will work out. I'm just going to keep yeah. on bearing with them. It's going to it's going to be okay. I I value them more than the moment. 
Yeah. I value them more than moment. Patient, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, again, is an other-focused type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, all those are, are, are um, what it looks like to walk by the Spirit. It's the result of this life we have. And the way we learn to do that is by listening to Jesus' words, focusing on Him. And you said, I love it, incorporate prayer into into everything. And, and I'd say the other way too, incorporate your Bible study into your prayer life. Yes. Sc- yes. Praying scripture is a wonderful way to pray yes. um, because you're telling you're God the things he, he's already saying, the th- yeah. you're telling him the things he's already said to you. Yeah. And as you're doing so, the spirit is, is helping uh, that, dw- that focus on him to yeah. become part of your life. And um, I think maybe one, one last thing on that note is, that you kind of triggered was, these words, prayer, worship, these things, they start to get a technical sense in our minds sometimes. Hmm. And that's why I think Jesus is undermining. They asked him, teach us how to pray. They're asking almost like a technical question. <laughs> how do we most effectively pray or pray the right way with the implication that then we get the right results? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jesus answers with a picture of what the Father's like hmm. and why he is trustworthy why you can go to him boldly, why he's going to, you can be confident that he gives the best possible gifts to you when you ask and that he will care for your smallest needs, your biggest needs. Yeah. He cares about your, your forgiveness, uh, place. <laughs> he's going to forgive you. And he, he also, there's a, a requirement of forgiveness going on yeah. inside your heart because he, that's what it means to be in relationship with a forgiving person. Yeah. A- and, um, and so, so, um, get out of the technical prayer thing. So yes. when, when Dan says, hey, incorporate prayer or anything, you 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 might be thinking, oh, I got to stop and solemnly find a place yeah, and do this. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's just the, that's why Paul says be constantly If he's thankful. with you, if he's with it's you. It's a constant conversation. Yeah. It's like, you're, it's like having, it's having your, your, the, your favorite person in the world walking with you, eating with you, cooking with you, yeah. uh, driving with you, painting with you, going to the store with you. Um, it's, it's, it's sometimes it's, you're, you're doing, you're just doing Yeah. sometimes then you're just like, Oh, Hey, wh- Hey, what do you think about this? Or, or, Oh man, I really appreciate that thing about you. Or, Oh, I need really help. I need help with this thing, you know? And it's just, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a cheesy analogy and it's been done before, but it's, it's like, you know, if you forget, if you, if you butt dial somebody one, <laughs> sometime, right. And, and, and then they're, they're hearing you when you don't know that they're hearing you, you know, just going about your life. <laughs> it's like, call, call your father every day when you wake up and just mm-hmm. start the day with him and just say, let's do this thing. And, and the, you never hit that red button on the phone. You just yeah. keep the green button going and he, he goes where you go, you know? I mean, it, 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 and it's, all this stuff, man, that's why I keep coming back to the mindset. It's mm. it's a mindset, like a gear that we have to get into in our brain where it's like, you know, Jesus is teaching us how to pray. Okay, we got to have the right mindset about about who God is. Jesus is teaching us to pray. We got to have the right mindset about his kingdom and what it's like. Mm. We got to have the right, the right mindset about our neediness. <laughs> we need him for the most basic fundamental things like bread. <laughs> We need him for strength to forgive. We need him for guidance so that we don't fall into the traps of the enemy. I mean, we, we, that's, that's a mindset, right? He says, he says, Hey, have this type of persistency, this type of impudence, this type of boldly, consistently not being afraid to ask me for whatever it is you need. That's a mindset, right? Um, Having this, this childlike faith and confidence, that's a mindset. Having this understanding that, well, if I don't 
if he doesn't respond the way I hoped he would, either, you know, I, it's, it, it wasn't, uh, I, I didn't pray for the, with the right motives or he has something better for me. Right. And so this, this mindset, it's like, you know, I, I want to, I want my prayers to be really in rhythm with God's heart so that when I pray, I get what I ask for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. I want that experience. But then I also want to have this mindset is, okay, well, if, if I prayed for something that is in rhythm with God's heart and I didn't get it, well, then that just means that he has something else better in mind and I'm just going to wait on him and trust him for it, you know? And it's it's also a way, I don't know if I said this, the, either the services, but I was talking with somebody, but those no's tell you something about the person who's saying them. Mm. If you assume that he's a, a good, generous, faithful, present, actively loving father who's got, whose kingdom is good and whose plans are good, and he says no, then you don't jump to, he hates me, he doesn't love me. I'm he's a killjoy. You, yeah. you, you say, wait a second, I've already, I've, already, I've already dealt with that issue. He is mm-hmm. very loving, very gracious. He sent his own son to die for me. How much more generous can you get? And he's adopted me as a daughter or son in his family. And he's given me his personal presence. Oh, so his no, what's, what's that? Hey, Father, what's that no telling me about you? Yeah. And, how, and how can that be, a, that, that answer is not, a, is not just a vacuum. It is positively helping me grow. Oh, I need to, like you said, I want to learn to ask only for the things that you're going to give. Right. And then if I do that, I'll, I'll always know. And, and uh, that when I, whatever I have asked in your name, I received. That was in First John. There's that, there's that passage where John says if we ask uh, according to Jesus's will, yeah. that he, we know that we have what we asked. Like we, ha- we know that we have it, meaning it's as good as done. Yeah. And so um, that not everything that we ask for is good and not everything we ask for he's going to give us because it's yeah. not good. If it was good, he would give it to us. Yeah. And it's hard too when we, when we, we see uh, Jesus identified as a healer and then we, we pray and someone doesn't get healed, you know, or they don't, it doesn't get healed the way we want them to get healed. We understand all that stuff happens. Um, and I think that every, every case where every hard case, let's say, yeah. uh, where it's confusing. I seem to have prayed in rhythm with your heart, God. I seem to have prayed according to the will of Jesus from, from what I know. And it still didn't happen the, the way I, I hoped it would. Every case like that, it, it just boils down to what we think of our God. What, what type of father is he? And how well do we trust mm, trust yeah. that, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, if, if you're struggling in that way, um, we'd love to come alongside you and, and just continue to support you, continue to pray for you. It's... It's it is hard to do, to do these things and and things don't always turn out the way we hoped they would, but at the end of the day, we can trust that our Father is our heavenly Father. He's good and perfect in every way. Amen. It's like spiking the ball right there. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Victory. All right. Well, thank you guys for hanging with us. Um, and again, just for your patience, just you know, in this little season that we are. Uh, as a podcast, we might not have a show every week. We didn't have one last week. I apologize for that, but we're just going to try to try to limp along here without Sean for as long as we can. And, uh, we just love you guys. Thank you so much for Mm -hmm. supporting us and for listening. And we just pray God uses this, um, in a mighty way in your life. Nate, anything we want to hit on uh, life of the church stuff coming up that we want to tell people about? Um, Hmm. 
Okay, great. Come on Sunday. We'll see you then. God bless. God bless. Bye. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes of Behold. If you would like more information about Valley Bible Church, or if you'd like resources from this episode, go ahead and check out vbc.online forward slash behold. Catch you guys next week.